the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You know, there's the old adage about being a day late and a dollar short. This is 14,235 days too late. But it also, I think, is demonstrative of a growing sense of of paranoia, frustration. I don't know what you call it. uh, By those solidly in the pro-abortion camp. They want to do everything that they can to stem the tide of any further statewide regulation anywhere that would to any degree whatsoever cause people to think twice before having abortions. Let's get more information now. Brian Johnston joins us, the Western Regional Director with the National Right to Life Committee. You can catch Brian's program, by the way, Life Matters. Every Saturday at 11 a.m. right here on KFAX. Brian, as always, great to have you with us. So 14,235 days later, they want to go back and try to finish the ratification of the Equal Rights Amendment. I mean, this this reads like a story out of The Onion, Brian. <laughs> it's amazing, Craig. And again, thank you for having me on. As you point out, um, this coming Saturday, folks on KFAX can listen to Life Matters. We take a deep dive into the real facts. So the Constitution allows us to amend the Constitution, but there's rules. There's ways that you amend it. And Congress, back in 72, uh, passed this, but then it was required, as you rightly pointed out, the states have to agree. You need two-thirds of the state. And what you have is seven years to do it. What we're seeing right now, and I hate to say this, I know there's people who are still registered Democrats, and I'm not picking on you, but what's happened with the leadership of the Democrat Party at this juncture, they believe they have authority. They may use it any way they want. And just by way of example right now, the Speaker, representing San Francisco, but now controlling all of Congress, she is busy overturning elections that were already certified. They want to maintain their power. So what we have in the ERA is we have a situation where it's agreed by attorneys on both sides that it can be used to justify abortion on demand and prohibit any state from passing any laws protecting that child because, you know, only women can get pregnant. So therefore, women have to have the right to be the same as men, and therefore... If they don't want to have a baby, they don't have to have the baby. And they're pushing this through. Now, again, according to the Constitution, they had a limit of seven years. They missed it by a long shot. We even had, and you brought this up, the courts. What are the courts going to do? Well, already in the first district there, an Obama appointee this year had a case come forward, and he was clear. He said that this was not valid. That's an Obama judicial appointee. You can't just have a time travel, you know, just just because you control Congress doesn't give you the right to time travel. And yet, even now, and we knew this would happen, 
They're doing it because they control the presidency, they control the House, they control the Senate. And yesterday, USA Today reported, even knowing the court has made that ruling, President Biden says, no, he supports going forward. He supports going in the face of the Constitution. So you have literally people who believe in lawlessness making laws. But it's because there's certain things they must have, and they will force our nation to do it. And this is probably the most shining example. So it's yeah, you know, the 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 utter disconnect here from the 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 disconnect from reality here too, Brian is 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 not just the the the, the patently obvious agenda. I mean that that's a given, but but the notion somehow that we can come back. 39 years after the fact, you just pick up where we left off, la-di-da, as if nothing has changed, nothing has happened, and the suggestion that many of the, the residents of any state that would have ratified the Equal Rights Amendment between 1972 and 1982, when the time expired, to suggest that they agree with what's in that amendment today almost two generations later i mean it 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 just makes no sense whatsoever and anybody would come back and say you know you finish what you start and if you can't start it in time then that's okay but just recognize that when you come back to it you got to start from ground zero again and the notion that somehow we can just pretend as if the last 39 years didn't exist and go la di da forward in finding three more states to ratify this and push it into law and essentially uh, force it upon Americans um, really shows a stunning lack of not only disrespect for the Constitution but quite frankly disrespect for the citizens of, of this country that's right. And we have an accommodating media, I hate to say it, but they're willing to say whatever the Democratic Party wants said. And we're looking at a, a def they are defying objective. It's as if, one person put it this way, they're saying they could go back to Jimmy Carter's time and right now override a veto by Jimmy Carter. Because, well, that veto, we disagree. So we're going to override his veto. Well, you can't do that. You have to override the law that you passed and then that Jimmy Carter vetoed. You have to do it then. And they're also ignoring, since those states that did uh, agree to the ERA, there's been several that have retracted it. Those state legislatures retract that agreement. And mostly I have to credit her. It's because of Phyllis Schlafly. Many folks, you know, you and I, Craig, are getting a little long in the tooth. But most folks out there, they remember the name Phyllis Schlafly, and she made a point to illustrate what the ERA would really do. And she got people to re-examine the implication. And she was very successful. I'm very proud of her for that. But there were several states that said, we rescind our approval. This isn't what we need by women's rights. You know, I support women. I love, you know, women do have rights, but it doesn't give them the right to kill their babies. And it's very important that we make those distinctions. And we know that in the pro-life movement, and KFAX listeners know, that the right to abortion is not just one more woman's right. This is a much bigger issue. And if you're not willing to consider and examine it in terms of its real context, that it's killing a vulnerable human being, then you'll, you'll go for anything. You'll just go for whatever language they throw at you and nod quietly. And we can't do that. We have to think these things through.
and yet they've been getting away with it. <laughs> they just want to push this through anyway. So it's stunning. It's happening. It did pass, but not by as wide a margin. And so that's that's interesting because it's losing. Even some Democrats are realizing maybe we're going too far. But uh, this isn't over, and it's indicative of what we're seeing now on the national level. And we just have to be prepared and understand this is a battle of ideas. And if you haven't sharpened your mind and thought things through, then then you're going to lose if you don't realize where this battle is taking place. And toward that end, Brian, the battle is enjoined not only at the national level in relationship to to this effort, which I'm, I'm hoping at the end uh, will simply be an utter failure based on no other reason than the constitutionality or lack thereof. I mean, again, the notion that you can start the process of ratification, go over 10 years in that process, run out the clock, fail to ratify all 38 states as required by the Constitution, and then just la-di-da, pick up almost 40 years later where you left off and ignore the fact that some states have even rescinded their ratification vote and think that somehow what was considered from almost 50 years ago ought to now be applied today, giving citizens no real voice in any of this, and they don't see a problem with that? Wow, it's absolutely stunning. But on the more local level, speaking of absolutely stunning things going through, um, in this case, uh, the state of California legislature, there's a couple of bills that I want you to quickly cover. I know you'll hit this in-depth Saturday on Life Matters. And again, we invite listeners to uh, be sure to tune in for the program Saturday mornings, 11 a.m., Life Matters with Brian Johnston. But Brian, if you would, please, a couple of quick bills to touch on. One, A, B, 705. Uh, boy, t- talk about just forcing people to abandon their, their, their sense of ethics and values. This, this one takes the cake. It's kind of stunning, and it really turns the concept of a conscience clause on its head. Uh, and I really want to compare it. That's an assembly. It's an assembly bill, 705. And what it would do, it would require any religious medical institution to go along with any employee doctor who decides that they, they're killer doctors. That's right. Well, I'm a doctor, and I, I'm no longer bound to the Hippocratic Oath, since the law says I'm not, and therefore I'm, I want to be able to do abortion. And if a, a patient is really sick and I feel like I don't have any other resources for them, well, the best thing is for me just to finish them, because I'm compassionate. So that's called killing. Again, it's not aid in dying. We're all going to die. I want to remind folks. So and again, if you listen to the conversations Craig and I have had or understand the assisted suicide debate, this isn't helping people die. Because we're all going to die. Mother Teresa would help people die. But she never killed them. Those are two different verbs. When you cause someone to die, that's called killing. And so there's doctors who now embrace that as part of medicine. Medicine has embraced killing as one of its tools. And there's doctors that'll do that. And now what this bill would do, AD 705, would force religious institutions. And of course, there's a lot of Catholic hospitals in California, but there's other religious hospitals. And then on top of that, there's also just plain ethical hospitals that still kind of like the Hippocratic Oath. They like what doctors are supposed to do. Well, if a doctor wants to kill and they're employed by one of these facilities, 
this law would say, you have to let them kill. You can't violate their conscience. <laughs> that's, that's rich. But they're using, they're inverting the meaning of conscience. And literally, if that particular doctor says, hey, I don't have any qualms about killing, using medicine to kill. Well, you better let them do it. And that's how they're framing it, because it's their personal belief. And you have to respect it. And the fact that you're a Catholic institution and you advertise that and people go to your facility and think they're going to get ethical health care, we're sorry. You better respect this killing doctor's wishes. So that is bizarre. And that's Assembly Bill 705. And quickly, you had mentioned the other bill, SB 380. It's in the Senate. It kind of does the opposite, because right now, you probably know, if, if you don't, you should, doctors are free to kill in California, not just babies in the world. They're free to kill other people, too, people who are sick, people who ostensibly have been called within six months of death. Any honest doctor will tell you, that's eh, a tough call. But even then, it's gone well beyond that. There are people that have not... We've been non-terminal patients, and if you really study Kaborkian and the others, they just, they've killed people who are depressed and ask and ask, and okay, we'll kill you. So, but back to that, assisted suicide is legal in California, but there's a proviso that if you're an ethical doctor, you don't have to participate. And if you're an ethical doctor, this is what's known as a conscience clause, which is how it should work. If you're an ethical doctor, you don't have to send them to a killer doctor. You could say... I'm sorry, even though you've asked to be killed, I'm, I don't feel right about it. And I'll be honest, you don't have to be a Christian of any kind. Just an ethical doctor, that's what they usually do, because the number one indicator of a deep depression is suicidal thoughts. And a good doctor will say, you know, you're talking about suicide a lot. Let's talk about the deeper issues, how you're handling this. And a good doctor will walk them through it or refer them to a psychologist or psychiatrist. A good doctor will say, look, uh, maybe there's other stuff we can offer you because depression can be dealt with. You might have a condition that's, that's incurable, but your depression is curable. So a good doctor will, will walk them through this and encourage people to step back from the immediacy of the overwhelming nature. And if you've been in any nursing home, I got to tell you, Go visit nursing homes sometimes. Some of them can be really, really depressing. So it's not uncommon. People need emotional support. A good doctor will say, no, I'm sorry, I can't do that, but I'll offer some other stuff. And right now, they're protected to do that. But Senate Bill 380, if you're a good doctor, you will be required to immediately send that patient. You cannot try to talk them out of it. You cannot tell them about counseling. You cannot somehow intervene because now you are suppressing them. Now you're manipulating them. And according to Senate Bill 380, if that request comes to you and you're an attending physician, you're required by law right now. Get them to the killer doctor. Discussing closed, case closed. They ask to die, hand them over. So this removes the conscience clause. It currently is in extent. It's there. But they want to take that away. And that's where things are going, folks. So very bizarre. It's kind of the two uses of the word conscience. And again, we talk about this on Life Matters. But if you 
You need to listen to the words that our opponents use and realize they're not really being honest. There's more than they're really saying. You need to realize we are living in an Orwellian culture where the language that is used is licensing terrible things. And if you just take it at surface value, you're going to get taken. If you're not willing to discern the deeper issues, then we're going to lose. So this is an amazing abuse of the concept and the term conscience. And uh, if you're so literally, should these be enacted, if you're pro-life and you're a physician, you can't exercise your conscience. You're and now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Well, it seems as if we're, we're doing history lessons on the program tonight. We talked about uh, the events of uh, 18 years ago with the recall of Gray Davis. Let me turn back the clock just a little bit more than that. Um, well, I could say back to 1972, but that would be inaccurate. In fact, the roots of the Equal Rights Amendment go back Almost a hundred years. 1923, the first Equal Rights Amendment was introduced. Then again, in 1972, over the course of the next decade, a number of states ratified it as a constitutional amendment. But not enough. It takes 38 states, two-thirds, to ratify a constitutional amendment. That didn't happen. Somehow, members of the Congress are now suggesting that even though we're 39 years later, we should just pretend as if that means nothing and go ahead and push forward in an attempt to try to get three more states to ratify the Equal Rights Amendment. I don't even know that constitutionally you can pull that off. I mean, you know, there's the... You're not allowed to do that. But if you're a pro-death doctor, then whatever you believe in, whatever you feel, we've got to do. And it's ironic. In essence, if you don't have a conscience, then we're going to let you do it. <laughs> and they're, they're using the concept of belief that somehow whatever you believe, that should be what you do. And that's a little bit imperfect when it comes to understanding what's really at stake and how our laws and how medicine is supposed to work. Absolutely remarkable. And at the end of the day, the twisted logic just, <laughs> it never, it just never, never surprises. Brian Johnston, Western <laughs> Regional Director with the National Right to Life Committee. The broadcast, by the way, that we've referred to tonight, Life Matters, comes your way every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. right here on KFAX. Brian gets a chance to kind of peel back the layers of the proverbial onion and go deep on many of these issues to help educate you on how to be plugged in, involved, make a difference, pray, all of it. Life Matters, Saturdays, 11 a.m. here on KFAX. More information, by the way, on the bills that we discussed tonight, including AB 705 and Senate Bill 245, online at CaliforniaProLife.org. That's CaliforniaProLife.org. 616 from KFAX, time to get you an update on traffic. 